The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Gross and Schuster. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. My name is Jake. I'm your host for the Pensacola Expert Panel Pep Talk here on 92.3. I'm here. I'm honored to be with Terrence A. Gross, um, board certified civil trial attorney here in town. Um, And we were talking in the break about, you know, of course, I was just talking with the last guest about driving on 98 and just how treacherous it can be. So I know that uh, a bulk of your business is people who are injured in auto accidents and you represent them. Uh, but uh, I know you have a lot to talk about today, so I'm just going to kind of cue it up and, and let you take over. But it's an honor to talk to you today, sir. Thank you for being with us. Well, uh, thank you very much. And if someone wanted to call us or text you with a question, mm-hmm. what number would they call that would or be text you at? 437-1620. If you want to text in your questions, I'll read them right here on the air and, and we'll answer it for you. Perfect. Um, so, yes, I'm an injury lawyer. I've been an injury lawyer uh, for 44 years, uh, but I've also been Jewish for 69 years. So <laughs> yeah. normally most of you know that I talk about legal matters and car wrecks and all that since that's what I do. And I think the past show or two I've, I've focused on Israel. Before I get into that, um, I do want to remind uh, you all uh, that I do have a podcast going on as well. And if you want to ever listen to any of my podcasts, you could do so by uh, just Googling Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross. And I have a, a bunch of 12-minute uh, podcasts. So if you're out walking and you have your earbuds or whatever, you can put them in and um, you know listen. And uh, I've got a growing uh, uh, amount of listeners. Some of it's legal, some of it's political and whatever. But today, we're going to get into Israel. So... I talked to a past show, and I, I, I've told people that right after October 7th, I think the world was very sympathetic to the barbarism that was displayed by Hamas and the butchering of innocent citizens, babies, children, women, parents being killed in front of their children and so forth, the kidnappings. Uh, but I told everybody and warned everybody, I bet you the needle's going to move slowly but surely the other way. And it has. It has because uh, Hamas has manipulated all this. I, I hate to say that um, Israel was her puppet, but all this was predictable. They knew by doing this incursion, this act of barbarism, that Israel wasn't going to sit there, that there would be retaliation. And they kind of baited Israel and wanted Israel to immediately uh, retaliate, which means to uh, come into the Gaza with weapons and tanks and bombs and kill innocent Palestinians. Um, so that's part of their game plan. And, and to get the sympathy of the world over to the plight of the poor Palestinians and to many people that are foolhardy, they've, they've, they're drinking that Kool-Aid, especially a lot of young people on college campuses. Um, but that's the whole design. In fact, Israel showed a tremendous amount of restraint by not going in the next day. I mean, it was a delay because they were trying to figure out what to do and, and to give citizens a chance to evacuate. And unfortunately 
for Israel. Uh, Egypt at first blocked the Rafah uh, border so people couldn't get through to Egypt. And then Hamas started blocking the roads themselves. And, you know, early on, uh, it became apparent, and people know this, you know, you can't just bomb a Hamas military base or institution or command center. There is no such thing. So it's not like they have an independent military base the way we do over here in America. They are purposely interspersed amongst citizens. They are underneath schools, hospitals, shooting rockets from the tops of schools and and, and uh, apartment buildings and hospitals and so forth, daring Israel to retaliate. In fact, uh, I used to have my own uh, political show uh and I used to have a cartoon in the studio, and the cartoon showed uh, two little kids playing in a sandbox, and in the sandbox with them was a jihadist with a rocket launcher shooting rockets at Israel, and you could see what the newspaper would read the next day if the Israelis got the GPS and blew up the sandbox because they could see where the mortar is originating from, and then what would the newspaper say the next day? Israelis bomb sandbox kill two toddlers. That would be the the headlines. And so they want Israel to bomb hospitals. And they want the hospitals to do without fuel and uh, food and water and medicine for uh, the, the patients in there. They want the people to suffer and even die. That's Hamas. They are dealing with. Uh, the cards, I actually saw a video a week or two ago that was taken down on the internet. And on the video, you had a grieving Palestinian lady holding a dead young child. And she was wailing. And you would expect her to be saying <clears throat> something negative about the Israelis. She was saying, this is all Hamas's fault. A Palestinian lady, and it was, and they quickly came in and hushed her up. Because a lot of people, you know, they're scared to speak out because if you speak out against Hamas, even if you're a Muslim, you're dead. It's not just an Israeli. So all this is going on. And if you've been watching the news the past 24 hours, what Israel has been saying all along has has borne truth. They have now uh, gotten to the foot of this and entered this hospital. And what did they find underneath all the tunnels? They found a motorcycle that looks like it was used as part of the initial invasion. They found a stash of machine guns. They found a chair with ropes tied to it like you would tie somebody to a chair. All this in the confines below a hospital. And and you're walking through scene of your own eyes. So the IDF is being very careful. They uh, interviewed a uh, ranking officer in the IDF today. Uh, and he says, we brought in medical personnel. We have brought in medicine. Uh, so this whole thing about Israel, it, it, what they're doing is genocide and apartheid. It is the most humane warfare they could pars- they could possibly do under the circumstances. But again, you know, the, Hamas is daring Israel to try to take them out and so forth. So they did take out one of the leading commanders, one of the the head honchos, but he was in a refugee camp. And of course, um, unfortunately, civilians died. So Israel still has 
uh, corridors, safe corridors that they want people to evacuate. And they're encouraging people to evacuate because they, they're just not going to stop. So the thought of a peace fire is off the table because a peace fire would only serve Hamas and not Israel. It would give uh, Hamas time to recalibrate and, and develop another plan and resupply and, and so forth, or maybe escape or whatever it may be. Because they make no bones about it. They're going to do it again. Of course. They're going to. Of course. They're and planning it and they're telling us about it. Exactly. And if you look at the uh, initial Hamas charter, their charter was eight, 1986 or 1987. In the charter, did it say we want to free the Palestinians, Palestinian people? Did it say we want to achieve a one or two state solution? No. It said we want to uh, eliminate the Jewish people. That is the charter. So you got to go also look at the history of the Gaza. So the Gaza, it goes back in time. It wasn't initially part of the 1948 uh, formation of Israel. It was, I forget the adjective they used, but it was part of Egypt. It was in Egypt, uh, uh, they had authority over it. But when Egypt lost, it was either the 1967 or the 1973 war. I forget which one because they were back-to-back. One of those wars, part of the peace accord was that Israel would take authority over the Gaza. And they did have settlers and so forth and uh, irrigated it and and had orchards and, and kibbutzes and all that in the north end of it. And the Gaza Strip, by the way, is 25 miles long, five miles wide. And then Sharon, the president, felt that the Gaza was causing too much disruption and that they would never have peace. So uh, he unilaterally ceded uh, the Gaza Strip back to the Palestinian people in 2005. No peace accord, no strings attached. It said Israel's moving out. It's yours. We're not going to govern it anymore. We're going to force our own settlers out. They forced their own settlers out at gunpoint. Israeli soldiers came in at gunpoint, and I know a young man that was one of those settlers, so I've heard about it firsthand. And then they turned it over to the Palestinian people in 2005. Unfortunately, in 2007, Hamas moved in, as, as they allegedly were elected as their representative. Now, how, how democratic that was uh, at gunpoint, who knows what took place. But again, not all Palestinians in the Gaza are, are jihadists. Most of them are not. Most of them, like Israelites, want peace and to raise families and uh, earn a living and, and so forth. In fact, before all this went down, Israel had allowed through visas 20,000 Palestinians a day to cross the border into Israel to do work, you know, janitorial work or waitressing, whatever was needed, and gave these Palestinians an income, much more money than they could ever make in the uh, Gaza. Uh, and people don't realize that. But unfortunately, after 2005, after Hamas took over, uh, what happened? Well, now without that buffer, that 25-mile buffer, the mortars were right up on the edge of Israel and towns like Ashkelon, which was a sleepy uh, town on the uh, wa- on the water in Israel, 
began to, to sustain mortar attacks on a daily basis because now the mortars were in distance, in striking distance. And uh, so the uh, Israel actually suffered due to their ceding of the Gaza Strip back to the Palestinian people. Meanwhile, the world has given Palestinian people, including America, money and so forth over the years, but it goes through Hamas, which never makes it to the people. So have they built hospitals? Not many. Schools? Not many. Roads? Apparently not. Infrastructure? No. What have they built? Tunnels. Uh, you know, armed weapons and, and whatever. That money has been misused. In fact, we had a program. Uh, the United States gave tons and tons of cement to the Gaza to build infrastructure like schools and hospitals. And when they had the first incursion in 2014, they found evidence of the these bags that said USA on it still where they were used to build all these tunnels. These tunnels are concrete. They're not mud tunnels. These are concrete, highly sophisticated uh, tunnels with air conditioning and Wi-Fi and electricity and, and everything, command centers. It's a tremendous uh, 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 undertaking and infrastructure, and that's what Israel's trying to eradicate now to, to, to eliminate these tunnels without, you know, killing everybody in its way. In fact, really Israel knew early on that since the tunnels are – below sea level, of course, that they could find a way to flood them all. They could let in the sea into these tunnels, but then you would you would maybe potentially kill these hostages too. So really, Israel has not dealt any of these, these cards. I was on another radio show uh, yesterday on another station, and a caller called in and talked about Israel being the occupier, that they were... Uh, a, a part of a colonial imperial uh, takeover of the Mid East, and compared Israel's uh, creation of uh, of its of the nation in 1948, equated it to America. What took place in America after Christopher Columbus? I said, "Dude, your facts are a little skewed here because it is true what took place." with the European colonization of America is not, it's not a good part of our history. What we did with the indigenous Indians, uh, killing them, raping them, taking their land, uh, having treaties, breaking the treaties shortly thereafter. So what we did to the Indians uh, is not a bright spot. What we did with slavery is not a bright spot in our history. But if you go to a map, I, I saw a map uh, of, uh, of that area, 1900 B.C., 1900 before Christ, and the map was labeled Israel. Uh, that, they were there. They were indigenous. King David, read the Old Testament. If you're not Jewish, uh, all Christians believe in the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? Well, King David of Israel, all these, all the, look at Genesis and Exodus. That was the land of Israel. And, and, and the people have been there uh, as a d indigenous people since then. Now, were there other indigenous people in the area? Of course. There's been Bedouins and 
and, and so forth, of course, uh, throughout time. Uh, the word Palestinian went, was invented by the Romans when they took over that land, and they, the one, they, they gave that nomenclature to the area. It's also interesting to note that throughout all this, I mean, Israel makes up 0.04% of the Mideast. That means 996 is made up of Arab Muslim nations. Have they tried to absorb the Palestinians? Syria, Lebanon, uh, Egypt, Iran, any of the neighboring countries, have they made any effort? No, they haven't lifted a finger. And I suspect that many of them don't want them, or they, they kind of like the plight. They want to point to the refugee camps and blame all that on Israel. What people don't know is 20% of all Israeli citizens are what? Arab. I've been there. I've seen it. 94% of all Israeli pharmacists are Arab. There are affluent Arabs there, and guess what? Their daughter's get to drive. Their daughters can wear dresses. Their daughters are not sexually mutilated at birth. Um, They go to college. They have equal rights and equal standing with men. Uh, One of the biggest oxymorons I've seen since October 7th, and this is just, these were signs uh, posted on college campuses, and one of the signs said, Queers for Palestine, and, and, and it's almost like a Saturday Night Live skit because take these same people, these openly gay people that we tolerate in America, as we should, and put them over in any Muslim nation, over whether it's the Gaza, put them in Iran or whatever, how long would they last? Uh, they'd be flying off buildings or castrated or beheaded or whatever happens, Uh over there, and 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 yet, yeah. So the the Muslims tend to be the most to, uh, intolerant people around. Meanwhile, Israelis are very tolerant. In fact, if you go back in history, you've heard about the the first temple. It was destroyed. We built a second temple. If you've heard of the Wailing Wall, what is the Wailing Wall? The Wailing Wall was the wall of the of the temple. And after you know. You got to understand the Turks were taken over, and yeah, you know, there's always fighting in the Middle East, and some side would take over. At some point, the Second Temple was destroyed, and then a big mosque was built right on that site, right there on the holiest Jewish site, a mosque that is the Dome of the Rock that's still there today. So even with Israel, did they tear down the the Dome of the Rock? No, they've left it. They've got the wall. They're not. They're not even allowed in. To the Dome of the Rock. If you're if you're Jewish, you're not allowed in. Tours cannot go in uh, to the Dome of the Rock Mosque, uh, and so there's a lot of toleration. There's Druids that that thrive. There's Bedouins that thrive. There's Arabs in the Knesset. Um, it it uh, it's a very open society. There are uh, a lot of openly gay people over there. They all walks of life Christians. The four quarters are. Uh, a great example. I went to uh, Jerusalem, and I our tour guide said, "You better be careful. You might not want to go through the Arab quarter." Me and my Jewish buddy looked at each other and go, "We're going." And we walked through it, and we were tasting dates, and we're tasting pita bread and hummus, and and just getting the flavor of what was going on. Did not feel threatened at all. 
Um, and uh, I've eaten in many Arab restaurants there. I've never felt any kind of uh, uh, anti-Semitism or, or threat to me and felt very safe in those confines, but the world doesn't know that. And many people that are anti-Israel have never set foot in Israel, never seen anything uh, with their own eyes. So right now, what's going on is a bit of a tar baby because uh, Israel's damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they don't do anything, it'll just repeat itself over and over again. And if they try to stamp out Hamas as much as they can, there will be incidental civilian carnage because they're hiding intentionally with citizens. There's just no way. Even in World War II, uh, when they tried to just finally break Germany's back, what did they do? They bombed Dresden. When they bombed Dresden, there were hundreds of thousands of German citizens that were killed. What about Nagasaki, Hiroshima? With Adam? It ended World War II. Over. Game over. That was all citizens. I don't recommend it. But, but unfortunately, this is war. Uh, the any, any Israeli person will always tell you all they want is peace. In fact, there was an adage, two adages I'd like to leave with before we run out of time. I see we're running out of time. The two adages are this, is if the Arabs laid down their weapons, there would be peace. If the Jews laid down their weapons, there would be carnage and genocide. The other one was Golda Meir, who said it long ago, and it's true today, is there will only be peace if they love their children more than they hate us, hate us, hate the Jews, and they and apparently they don't. And that's the problem. This has been Terrence Gross. I'll get back to the law. If you wish to call me about a legal matter, 850-434-3333, or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com. Mr. Gross, thank you for being with us today on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We had a few comments come in very late. Uh, they wanted to thank you for your voice of unity and compassion, uh, and they really, they really uh, respect your uh, your view on this and your insight that you were able to uh, to offer us today. Uh, go check out Gross and Schuster Injury Lawyers on online GrossandSchuster.com. Terrence A. Gross, Pensacola Expert Panel. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. You're listening to. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.